Ten years from now, top museums in the world will display CryptoPunks, Fidenzas, Ringers, Squiggles. Bored apes will be pop culture icons. Other side is open, and we'll know what Coda is. There will be Netflix movies on Machi vs. Zack, slash Polly vs. Ben.eth, and we'll have a good laugh. You might think that's a tweet from two years ago, but it's from June 17th, 2023. We were checking back in with the Red Ape people, the people who made the famous statement about the Red Ape family and the Blue Ape family and who was paying attention to which one and who yeah, was doing what. This is the guy who said, uh, while everyone was paying attention to Blue Apes, Red Apes will be making a show that will air in Apple TV. And it I almost gives me a nostalgia gasm a little bit. Yeah. To go <laughs> back nostalgic. to 2021. Yeah, I'm nostalgic for crypto, dude. I'm nostalgic for Pete Crypto. It was funny. <laughs> this stuff is still around and all the same people are around and Elon Musk has empowered those people more than ever, but they're it's less colorful now. Yeah, it's funny to the check back in people. on this. I'm glad that we did because it is really desolate. Like two years later, all these like we we found the subreddit for the Red Ape family. It only ever had like a dozen posts. It only ever had eight members. And the first post ever made on there was this shit sucks. And then the Red Ape family official account replied, Thanks for your input. So many are eager to immediately dismiss NFT media. And it turns out they were right to uh dismiss it immediately. Yeah, it's funny, really. The same instantaneous hatred was applied to other revolutionary technology throughout history. <laughs> and then people argue with them, uh, and they reply back, dozens of clapping fans at the premiere would disagree with you. The truth <laughs> dozens is, of fans. dozens is, <laughs> doesn't, there are dozens of us, dozens. It's the old, uh, the old quote from, what is it, Arrested Development? Yeah. The truth is, it doesn't matter what the skeptic individual thinks in the end. I don't know, in the market, it kind of does. The numbers are there. The first episode sold for over 4.5 ETH, and the views continue to climb. Tell me, people wouldn't buy into it if everyone hated it as much as you claim, right? <laughs> and then the OP, whose name is Boner Pill, replies, doesn't matter, your show still fucking sucks. Yeah, and then one, of the, awesome. most, one of the most recent posts on the subreddit, which is still a whole year ago, was uh, the second episode has finally dropped on YouTube. It sucks too, lol. Yeah, they were still so full of themselves when the first episode came out. And then they closed the comments, and now the comments are closed on everything. Yeah. Episode two and three have the comments closed too. Yeah, Red Ape Family episode funny. three came out last month. Yeah, no one even talked about it. Yeah, the first episode had over a million on the Blue views Apes. on YouTube because everyone was watching it to make fun of it. And now they get like 20,000. It's, it's died down to a whimper, you know? It is funny how much they were feeling themselves after episode one came out. They didn't quite understand how much it sucked yeah. <laughs> because they were in the bubble. They were deep in the bubble. And I assume all these people are on the same drugs that uh, Scam Bankman Fraud was on. Yeah. He's got like Adderall patches all over his body and they're just, they can't feel doubt about what they're doing at any point. But uh, they're not, they haven't posted on Reddit since then, which is pretty funny. And also another good thing is that if you search the Red Ape family, all the stuff comes up. The Reddit post comes up, the Twitter comes up, OpenSea, all that stuff. And you search the Blue Ape family, and you just get the blue monkey. The actual monkey. Yeah, the actual monkey It lives species. in Africa, and it's blue. The blue monkey. If all the Red so, Ape family had actually been paying attention to Blue Apes, then they wouldn't have been scammed into buying all this shit. Should have been watching a nature documentary. 
The blue ape family, they have worse SEO. They didn't grind hard enough for it like the red apes did. But on the other hand, I think uh, it's more embarrassing to have your all your follies so well documented in Google search. It's amazing this stuff is still going. Yeah, I guess like you can see... The main thing that appeals to me is looking at the account of that guy, uh, what's his account called? J Bond Wagon, and how he posts about apes every single day. And he's like just a diehard true believer while this stuff has just tanked, you know, like two years later, no one else, no one's even making fun of this shit anymore. Yeah, it's completely out of the public consciousness. It's like uh, something that was interesting to me is uh, certain, certain people we won't name. They sold, uh, they ordered a bunch of t-shirts that were making fun of Bored Apes. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> two months after uh, it, it was a thing. And at that point, like people aren't making fun of it. It's the same demand curve. People don't want ironic merchandise if no one's talking about it. Yeah, exactly. So you end up losing money on the same curve. But it, it is funny seeing the people saying good morning still. It's weird how it's, yeah. it's very eerie how certain things will be completely dead, like discords will be completely dead for nft stuff or subreddits will be dead and then every post on this guy's twitter has a hundred blue checks replying good morning to it yeah unsurprisingly every single one of these uh like bored ape guys got a blue check and yeah like you're saying it's like this subculture that's persisted it's like in this like graveyard everyone's just saying gm to each other this guy the jay bond guy bought another bored ape in the last like week or two and that's the thread where everyone's saying GM to him. Yeah, you gotta, uh, if you want the price to go up, you have to encourage people, I guess. And you also can discourage people to get the price down because I saw someone in that thread posting about how there were rumors. There are, it, they imply that there are persistent rumors that Eminem and Snoop Dogg sold their board apes because people are trying to get the price down. So they, they, like uh, make a fake tweet that Eminem said, fuck Bored Apes. Yeah. <laughs> Bored Apes suck. My next album is going to be called Bored Apes are the worst. And then a bunch of people actually sell it and the price starts going down. I mean, he better have sold his, right? He probably got it for free. I hope he got rid of it. There was the real thing where Elon Musk would talk about Dogecoin and he made the Twitter thing Doge yeah, God, later, so much annoying. after yeah. this. But he went on SNL at the peak of Dogecoin and then made a joke shitting on Dogecoin. And it actually made the price go way down and all those guys were mad at him. Yeah, go figure, because it's based on nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. that They're sort of right to be uh, paranoid that Eminem is going to sell his or tweet something and it's going to make the price go down because th that's how shallow this stuff is. It's based on nothing. I mean, There's I guess no those actual points, we've already made those points produced. Uh, so much while the, the craze was going on. I guess it's more fun to revisit this just to like... Look at how desolate all the quote-unquote communities are. Yeah, it's it's definitely more desolate. It's less colorful than it was in the original efflorescence of this stuff. But I think it's funnier now. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Because it's such cope. It's pure cope. They're, they know it's over. They all know it's over. But they're trying to get one last guy to put money in. Just to let, We're all waiting to uh, cash out. But maybe if I tweet something, I still have a bunch of followers. Maybe if I tweet something, it could get a little higher. Yeah, I think that this this kind of says a lot psychologically about what it takes to be this deep in the weeds. The same Jay Bond guy, his pinned tweet right now, which is from uh, like maybe two months ago. 
It's a super, now that he has a fucking blue check, it's a super, super long thing. I'll try to just skip over some of it. But he's like, everything here is just completely unintelligible to a normal person. I will stop believing that Board Ape Yacht Club is going to be one of the biggest global brands on the day when Cap- Cape Tain Trippy sells Captain Trippy. OGD Farmer sells Dapper Don. Board Ape Gazette runs out of things to cover. Uh, Board and Hungry stops their global operation. Ape Beverages stops putting apes on their cans. Filter Studio stops enabling apes to be content creators. Grateful Ape ETH and The Hustle House stop doing The Grateful Show and The Boring Show. And just goes on and on and on and on. Until then, I'll keep building J-Baby. Apes come and go, but real ones don't just stay. They build. Blah, blah, blah. Don't be shocked if apes end up being a global brand, thanks to some of the names above. And there's like three times as many names I didn't read. It's like, well, no one knows what the fuck shit. you're talking about. What the fuck is any of this shit? The one real name in there that isn't just a person that owns a bored ape and talks about bored apes to make the price go up is Snoop Dogg. And I clicked on the real Dr. Bombay and it has 2750 followers, which is not good. And the last post on here was in April. It sounds like they so did stop making content. They did stop. And this is a post from, I guess it was a month after they stopped posting. So you could say, yeah, oh, it was a, f- a few weeks ago. They only posted a hundred times, truth, period. But, and it's embarrassing that Snoop Dogg was still on board with this in February of this year. Yeah, Snoop Dogg needs to stop. He needs to stop with that. It's like, I feel, it just makes me feel bad that he, he says, oh, he says yes to every single thing that comes across his agent's desk and he doesn't need the money. And he's, it's just, it's well past the point of diminishing returns. Like when he first did the thing with Martha Stewart, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of novel to have him on stuff. But at this point it's like Snoop Dogg has been the guy that's on everything for like 15 years now. People just know him as the guy that's on NFTs and now he has a Jack in the box meal. He has a huge jack-in-the-box meal that's 2,400 calories. <laughs> I didn't know And that. I don't think he eats that. I don't think he eats big munchy meals. Travis Scott He's a very can get slender McDonald's, guy. but uh, Snoop Dogg can only get jack-in-the-box? Yeah. I think instead of using, his uh, birthday. Instead of using like crypto to judge the value of an artist and see their stock go up and down, we should judge them by what kind of uh, fast food sponsorships they can get. And that does not say anything good for Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Jack in the Box, that's not a good one. You want McDonald's. I think McDonald's is, that's the best one you can get. Oh, yeah, that's a global BTS. brand right there. McDonald's is the uh, board ape of fast food. It is. Yeah, it's a blue chip fast food company. Yep. The Golden Arches. It's a blue check fast food company. It is. It really is if you go look. Oh, one more thing to say about like, uh, that huge list of content creators that Jay Bond listed off. He didn't list the Red Ape family. I guess he lost faith in them specifically. Yeah. That's kind of a two years to make three brand episodes. at this point. Yeah. It's really not looking that good. So the other just their um, behavior, the really bad PR. And it you don't have to uh you don't have to endorse the red apes to endorse apes in general. That's the great thing about it. It's not all the apes, it's only the red apes. You, you can be a blue ape stan. Yeah. And that doesn't reflect badly on you at all. It's actually your enemies that are embarrassing themselves. I'm imagining these guys like dream person who doesn't exist, who's a fan of Snoop Dogg's Bored Ape, but not Snoop Dogg. They're like, oh, who's that? Oh, it's the guy from Jack in the Box. 
<laughs> oh, I've had his Jack in the Box meal before. The chicken sandwich and the tacos and the curly fries. <laughs> Got 4.5 Outlaw stars, apparently. Ooh, we have to jump on Rizzle and see what Outlaw's saying about it. They got rid of Rizzle. They got rid <laughs> of Rizzle. Really? Yeah, they just deleted it <laughs> randomly. That was the most fraudulent site I've ever seen where Outlaw had like multiple millions of plays. Like clearly. Yeah, it was amazing. Fake. Completely fraudulent numbers. There's only so much you can fake, man. Yeah. Like speaking of fake numbers and speaking of our, our journey into the crypto wasteland again, uh, we went back to the thing that was called BitClout. It's also called Diamond now that has its own search called Clouta Vista. It's all just a bunch of nonsense. But Oh, um, yeah. Going back through the thread now, we got to this because there was that Kevin O'Leary thread the other day. People have probably oh, seen yeah. that. The guy from Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, he said, pitch me, articulate your idea in 200 characters or less. And all of the dumbest blue checks in the world got in there and pitched the worst ideas of all time and some woman named startup christina who's a christian i guess said a stock market for music risk modeled on time on scene and staying risk modeled on time on scene and staying power that's awkwardly worded yeah artists can self-monetize rather than relying on labels and fans can create generational wealth from investing in music they're passionate about so 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 many obnoxious business school buzzwords it's so ridiculous. It would uh, it would incentivize so many awful behaviors. Oh yeah, like hyping up bands to invest in them on this website. Like if this was even a real thing ever, that actually worked and was people were actually invested in, or just like giving a band a bad review to short them. Yeah, it, you yeah, would have people the who work shit. at Rolling Stone trashing a band to buy their stock at a lower price. It's such a bad idea. Can you imagine but being we were, in a band like that too, that was lucky enough to be successful and then you have to put up with all this bullshit or people in the band. Yeah. Like the drummer starts fucking up at shows. So the price goes down yeah. so he can buy more shares. God, such a terrible idea, but it's also, it's, it's crypto adjacent. And that's what made us think of going back down the crypto rabbit oh, I hole. I just saw she replied to it and said, by the way, all this is an idea I pitched in my MBA school entrepreneurship class. I, gre- I recently graduated and started building the tech. Our social account here is Music Exchange. Yeah, it's an account it with 20 followers and zero posts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even, great job, lady. You made an account. You made an account. It's like little kid shit. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, we were trying to remember what the name of that other website that actually was like this and got no traction was, and it was BitClout. Yeah, also but it doesn't known as exist Diamond. anymore. It kind of yeah, it's it exists as DiamondApp.com, but you can tell how bleak it is there. Of speaking of fake followers, Dylan Jagger Lee has ten thousand followers. I kind of doubt that. Tommy Lee's. I don't account think he even gone. has that on Twitter. No, he definitely doesn't. We've looked him up before. He's got like nobody. Um, yeah, Tommy Lee doesn't really promote him. Yeah, like the celebrities who were on here are gone. E, I was like, okay, we got to go see what the Krasensteins are doing because they were one of the only celebrities actually using the site two years ago. And even they've been gone for about a month and a half. And their last post was about Twitter because it's clearly that they're allowed back on Twitter so they don't need this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, why else would you be on this? Yeah, you've lost the Krasensteins. You've lost everything. That's the bottom of the barrel there. They were a very rare type for them like people who have a real following and know how to post about stuff that isn't just nfts they know how to get outrage bait and engagement bait uh but they're also very sleazy 
and they're willing to jump on shit like this. Yeah. But uh, I guess Twitter has to not let them on for them to be on this. But that would be, that was like their golden goose. The top poster of all time, since it ranks them monetarily, you can see the top poster of all time on this site. And he hasn't posted in, uh, well, now I can't see, where is it? 152 days. Yeah, 152 days. Bitcoin class of 2012 in that guy's bio. That's cool. Yeah. Like you graduated. I guess I was too. I think I, maybe 2013, I had like $50 in Bitcoin. Yeah. And I, I sold it when it was like $100 because, you know, why would you? I need the money. I'm not going to hold on to it for 12 more years. You should resent yourself or, every day. Of, you, that should be a story you tell to people for like 20 years. Oh, I could have been rich, man. Like when guys do that with like a stock, like, oh, if only I bought this stock that I considered buying but didn't buy. Yeah. Dude, if I bought Amazon and, stock when I was 12, like I could retire right now, man. And the thing is you have to be already independently wealthy to the point that you you don't need to care about selling a stock or a coin if it goes up a thousand percent. Yeah. Because it doesn't even make a difference to you. All your shit's covered anyway. Or you have to be clinically insane and say, I bought this thing for 10 cents and now it's worth $10,000, but I'm going to hold on to it because it's going to be $100,000. You have to be insane to think that. Yeah, But just, uh, just by chance, it turned out to be correct. Another funny thing about the diamond site, or no, there's a, there's a, a separate site that's, used for searching the diamond website yeah if you use called, the search bar on it it's called clauta vista <laughs> yeah it's some that's really weird i've never seen that before and i guess it's a take on alta vista which no one remembers yeah and also that wasn't even the good search engine that one wasn't even really good and uh the funny thing about this website the only funny thing is that the if you sort by latest the top post is a post that's dated August 29th, 2023. And it says, another test post from Farut. Yeah, Farut. It's supposed to be future. Supposed <laughs> to be future, F-U-R-U-T-E. Yeah, the devs are like from, the only people posting here. It's from two months and seven days from now. So that just goes live. You can post to the future if you want. It's pretty good. God, it's so fu- yeah, no one's doing it. Like, basically, everything... Get zero, 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 zero engagement. Like no diamonds, no likes, no retweets, no nothing. It makes blue sky. I don't know why you would even pay for the hosting on this. Yeah, yeah, it makes Truth Social look great. Oh yeah, I know you're on on there now. Yeah, how's it been going over there? Uh, It's pretty cool. I saw some people joining after I joined. (laughs) I tried to join a couple months ago, just as a bit when people were getting on Blue Sky. Because it would be funny to go over to Truth Social <laughs> yeah. and just start posting. Like it's like, hey guys, it's uh, I'm sick of Twitter. Like not even trying to troll or anything. Yeah, you just happen to it, choose it. It gave me some error. Yeah, I heard this was like Twitter. Yeah, for apolitical reasons, you just joined. And the only thing I posted on there was the nastiest sentence I ever thought of in my life. <laughs> which just makes everyone sick anytime they hear it. Which is, it's like imagine like a, a bad kid. Like I'm, I'm imagining like it's the point of view of a dad and your son is with his friend. You're driving them to like a play date or whatever. And the bad kid says, when a female dog is in heat, it means she craves red rocket. And then you have to turn around and say, never say that again. Yeah. Your dad has just like this look of fear in his eyes. Yeah, like, What is wrong with this child? <laughs> anyway, that's my one and only post on there. 
Is is that website really like is the does the whole ecosystem revolve around Donald Trump or is there other I'm sure other people have grifts going on like adjacent to that but does anyone just talk about like normal shit on there? I don't know. The topics are Adam Schiff, Ocean Gate, treason, Titanic. Ugh, yeah, I wonder if there are any normal Hmm. They should be talking about um NFTs on there. They should. It's a lot of cat turd stuff. Oh god cat turds on there a lot a lot of the time he'll post screenshots of his long ass tweets oh man i forgot that you're like he's a guy who's kind of it's interesting seeing his loyalty pan out he's definitely more loyal to trump because he is anti-desantis he was roasting elon's failed desantis launch on twitter where it kept crashing oh funny because he fired all the people that were supposed to maintain the space's infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, that's DeSantis's problem in a nutshell, is that anyone who would like him just likes Trump 10 times more because he's way more charismatic. Yeah, the DeSantis demographic is just not that big. It's almost he, no one. He tops out at governor. That's the thing. Like He tops out at governor or maybe senator if he wanted that. He can't be a national politician, at least when Trump is around. Yeah, no way. There just aren't that many like moderates or people who are they're like n- well, not, even not even moderate. moderate it's but just party functionaries who think Trump is distasteful. That's all, you know. Yeah, or like suburbanites who are sick of the bullshit and they're sick of like they want to go back to Bush style aesthetics, even if it's far right uh, yeah, policies. Yeah. They're just they they want it to get a little less ridiculous. But that's what twenty one percent of the Republican voter base. They just don't care. But it's, it is funny how he's he's more loyal to Trump, but he also does have to kind of suck up to Elon Musk a little bit. Yeah, for Twitter. He can't turn on Elon Musk or he would just delete him, but he can bitch at him a little bit, get him to say, I'm looking into this. Why are they shadow banning me again? Why did my post only get 50 million views? And uh... So I wanted to check in with uh, one of our favorite guys, Gene Simmons who's been touring uh, the UK for a few weeks or months. Allegedly on a farewell tour. You never yeah, know this is any like artist, but... Kiss's 20th farewell tour that they've done, and he said this is the real one this time. But uh, he went to Ireland and tried to restart the Troubles for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and he is an Israeli Jewish man from Long Island, so I don't know why he would even... Or, or actually... I do know why he did this now that I think about it more. It was, uh, well, first, let me read the lead on this. This is one of the worst leads I've ever read in my life. This is in The Guardian uh, a couple weeks ago. One styles himself as the god of thunder. The other is fond of thundering. But when Gene Simmons met Ian Paisley in the House of Commons, the result was hushed civility. The KISS frontman received a tour of Westminster from the Democratic Unionist Party MP on Wednesday and ended up marveling at British parliamentary democracy. So apparently what actually happened here was that Ian Paisley, Ian Paisley Jr., the son of like the the king of the far right uh, Northern Irish Irish, Irish. Northern Northern Irish uh, Protestant Unionists really bad guy it's that guy's son and he facilitated the band's private plane to land in the uk one of our crew happened to guess to know him or they discussed something and i guess he was a big fan the mp called and asked for a favor and all of a sudden our private jet was the only one that was allowed to land near london and so it was we landed so that is that's pretty awesome 
Paisley said it was an honor to give the musician a tour. He's got a genuine interest in both the history and the theology behind all this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure, man. I'm sure he yeah. does. <laughs> I think, though, maybe, okay, that story contrasting against this other one you found, though, make me think Gene Simmons's politics is more of like a normal guy politics than you would think of. I guess by, by that, I mean, it's completely incoherent, where he also defended Roger Waters just saying like, yeah, like the imagery he used at those shows of his in Germany recently using like Nazi-esque symbolism was like kind of ham-fisted, but he's like, oh yeah, I understand. He's like, as an is like a Israeli dude, I understand uh, the BDS movement and I understand that Palestinians deserve rights and deserve their own land. And it's like just this completely sensible, level-headed thing about like, yeah, I see where he's coming from. He's a good guy. Yeah, it definitely makes it more of a an unintentional Larry David thing when he said something about bringing back some agreement that would have restarted the troubles in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> just said some like ridiculous thing, but he's in general, he's so embedded in that corporate thing, the kiss corporate yeah, thing. Exactly. That he, That's he's where been, his, his politics come from like consumer is like, you know, his, his primary thing is just to sell as much shit as he can and make as much money as he can. Yeah, exactly. It's why that Paul Stanley thing went away so fast. Yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago. <laughs> that was like one day long. Usually those things are drawn out when someone says something like trans about trans thing, people. Yeah, but he just kind of backed it, off immediately. Yeah, that's how you can tell he was like he was being serious about it because one of his 80-year-old friends showed him like a libs of TikTok video or he saw Fox News at a hotel. But uh, he is not like... A, they're not trying to do outrage bait. Yeah. They weren't trying to create a controversy to get in the news. They, they were, yeah, they he really was trying just, to be uh, like, he was trying to, he was like well-meaning or something. And then they immediately jumped on him when we're and we're like, we can't have people mad at us guys. Yeah. We're doing the final tour ever. And we're, we're not going to have people boycott our shows, dude. What are you doing? It is like the most quote unquote, like normal guy thing ever politically to just like cozy up to the far right in Ireland. And then also say you understand BDS. Like there's no ideological purpose behind any of it. It's just random opinions based on nothing. And you just kind of meet people and you just go along with it. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like reverse Joe Biden, except yeah. without even being Irish at all or even Scotch Irish. He's just Jewish and he goes over there yeah. and says some inflammatory shit <laughs> for no reason. He just doesn't care. Like he doesn't know what he's getting into. He's just like, He's just being and existing. And there was also a, there was a funny backstage TikTok that uh, the Kiss openers filmed where he is riding around in a cart. Gene Simmons is backstage. Yeah, being a goofball. It's, I don't even know what it is. Like, I, I don't know if they just ride him around in those because he doesn't want to walk. We did see him sitting in a chair. I think he was playing and having fun, honestly. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Either way, he's having fun, whether he's injured or he's old or he's just screwing around. It does look like a fun little motorized cart. I'm not sure what it is, if it's for moving lights backstage or something. I've never seen one like that. It looks like a kind of thing at like an airport, you know, when they like transport people who have like a immobile, like a, a mobility issue or something. But yeah, I think uh, at his age, it's important to play, you know, he should they should uh, on their tour rider. They should have blocks and trucks and guys. Oh, that would be awesome. That's what the Wiggles should have. Yeah. <laughs> they should really get into characters. Yeah. How are you going to relate to your audience if you're not into the same shit as them? You know? 
Backstage, I like carrot sticks. I like some fruit snacks. I like a little baggie of Cheerios. We keep talking about that for E1 live shows, having us come on stage with like craft singles individually wrapped and little baggies of Cheerios and just snacking with a juice box. Our wives packed them. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, here's another quick news hit. While we're just kind of summarizing uh, weird follow-ups on shit we've done over the last year or two, um, Stereo Gum had one earlier this month about OK Go settling their lawsuit with um, Post over the OK Go cereal things um, that we talked about that have that disgusting like milk powder and you add water to them to make your bowl of cereal. Um, but, yeah, it's like MREs for kids. Yeah. What a bad idea. I mean, basically yeah, the article I, says that they just they uh, settled out of court and for an undisclosed sum. So I assume OK Go got some money out of it. But uh, the real thing I wanted to mention is that my wife saw these at the grocery store in the clearance section. <laughs> like, clearly, these things have already failed. Yeah, I said that when we first talked about it. This seems like one of those products that you see in the grocery store once and then you never see it again. Yeah, instantly on Because clearance. it's a really bad idea. I, I looked it up. If you search OK Go Cereal, uh, the first... The first result is the Rolling Stone article that we read. <laughs> and then, uh, or no, it's actually the, uh, the follow-up article. And then the, yeah, it's all just the, that recent article about OK Go and Post settling the lawsuit, except for one Walmart listing for that cereal. And you click on it and it says, uh-oh, the page could not be found. Oh, cool. <laughs> so why the fuck would you sue them, dude? It's so dumb. That was like four months ago. He's trying to get his beak wet on the worst idea ever. Four get his months taste ago, before it collapses. You know, all they funny. had to do was wait. I I wonder if they had to pay Post or Post had to pay. There's no way Post had to pay them. Well, what else would have, actually? I guess they did count. They did sue each other. So I guess maybe I'm not. Clear. Maybe they maybe I they agreed that, to just drop it. Yeah, because OK be Go has zero power here. Yeah. No one knows who they are, and the cereal doesn't exist anymore. That's a good so. point that once it failed, they could kind of both see the writing on the wall, maybe. Yeah, like there's no money to be had here, whether it, it is regardless it, okay, of who has the rights to it, it they don't sell it anymore. To tie it together with NFTs, it's another thing where when you see it, you're like, this is such a bad idea, it has to fail, right? And then it's like, okay, good, it did fail immediately, just like I thought. I'm not crazy. Yeah, it's a really bad idea. Powdered there's milk. There's some amount of justice in the world and there's some amount of uh, logic underpinning a very illogical seeming world. It's not, a, it's not all doom and gloom. A lot of dumb shit does fail immediately, thankfully. It's hard to sell new food products, like a new type of bread or a new type of cereal. Or I, I think It's hard that, to get like, that off the ground. If anything, the food has just moved toward, if not like organic, at least just like more substantive like the era of like spam and microwave everything is already kind of in the past. And to make a disgusting powder that you add water to to make cereal just seems like something that would have succeeded between like the 50s and the 90s, but not in the last like 30 years, really, you know? Yeah, definitely. There's more of a, a skepticism about artificial stuff, stuff that has a lot of food coloring and additives. Yeah. Whether it's misplaced or not, you just can't sell stuff that's so. It seems like an MRE. It's like astronaut food. It's weird. And it's also not replacing anything. There's no reason to have it. Yeah, I guess it's designed like, what are the situations where you want cereal, but you don't have milk handy, but you do have water handy? 
I guess like if you're traveling with a water bottle and this cereal, like the the use cases are so narrow. <laughs> yeah, or maybe if you have if you're like at work and you have a bathroom sink but not milk, but you could just eat dry cereal or you could eat anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, or maybe if you're a kid eating it at lunch, but then at lunch you could get a carton of milk if you wanted. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. That's why no one bought it. It's a really bad product. Uh, here's another little quick hit thing that you found. Uh, NME posted their Kim Petras album review too early and then took it down. So right now, the number one article on NME just says it's been removed. And they removed everything except the score, which is four out of five stars. I caught them. Yeah, I caught them. They put it out a day early. It was supposed to come out on the 23rd. It's the 22nd, but they can't get the thing down. It's in the top stories and it says that this article no longer exists, but it still has the four stars. Yeah. And I kind of, so just running off of that and, and observing uh, this other thing about it, um, I was thinking, you know, when we did the E1 episode making fun of Pitchfork low those many years ago, it was called four out of five stars because we've talked about a lot on this show that the 7.6 on pitchfork is their most like cowardly score, but four out of five stars is the equivalent score to the 7.6, I think. And when you look at the removed Kim Petras article that has four out of five stars and you scroll down to more stories, literally every single review that populates Every single one is rated four out of five stars. Sigur Rose, uh, Military Gun, Albert Hammond Jr., Dream Wife, Ezra Williams, Fromis Nine. Every single fucking thing they're giving four out of five stars. I've never seen something this cowardly in my life. People don't really want to write bad reviews anymore. But you also can't write too good of a one, you know? <laughs> yeah, when you have only a five-step scale, mad. you got to go four stars on everything. Those places are just so established and they're so tied into Condé Nast or whoever owns them that they can't really take a stand on any bad music. Yeah, or good And that's music. been going back to like, like Lester Bangs got fired from Rolling Stone because like someone label head is going to call up the magazine and say, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? We spent $300,000 promoting that album and your guy gave it two stars. It's just such a ruse. We're going to withdraw all our support from you guys. Shit like that happens. And uh, Pitchfork, that did. Pitchfork was able to put out zero scores for a while before yeah, they got yeah. bought out by Condé Nast because they, they were more of an independent uh, outlet, but they also had enough of a tastemaker status that they people actually paid attention to what their scores were. Yeah. And now I don't know the, if that could really, I don't know if that could really happen again. No, you can't do it anymore. Well, not at that site anyway. And it's like now for Pitchfork to give something a really good score, it needs to be like, like relevant to the pop culture for reasons outside of the music. Like Kanye was still getting high scores on their way after he turned into shit because it was like, Oh, he's the biggest artist in the world. Kind of and like, they love to give like Beyonce like a 9.5 now cause she's a huge artist, but it's like, you can't just yeah, make a were, really good album and get like a 9.5, you know, the music doesn't yeah, they, get you a good score. They started overshooting it on bigger, uh, bigger stars that seemed important. Yeah. And it doesn't really hurt you at all. There isn't too much of a downside to giving a 10 to Beyonce yeah, it's just that no when, she, cares, when yeah. she puts out an eight out of 10 album. Yeah. You know, no one's going to get too mad about that, mad about that. But uh, the era of caring about scores, I think, is just over broadly. 
Yeah, who cares? Um, the only people who care about that stuff are maybe stands. Yeah, that's true. Maybe the BTS stands are going to look at the scores for BTS albums, but I doubt that anyone who's reviewing BTS is ever going to say anything bad about it. Yeah, I or guess Black that gets back Pink to... or any band like that. No one's. Why would any outlet want to bring that upon themselves? Yeah, that gets back to our conversation with Tom Bryan, where they were just harassing him relentlessly for being pretty positive about BTS. I bet they wouldn't say that stuff in real life to him. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a very large man. But they would say it to me. Yeah, that's right. They would say it to me. They would have no problem you saying watch it to yourself. Me. Yeah, that's why I'm not talking shit about uh, BTS or any of those bands. I think these enemy scores, though, make uh, on cinema look brave for giving everything five out of five bags. Cause like, yeah, they should just give everything five. Why not? Yeah, come on, just be nice. Yeah, that's it's brave, like when I think. um, whenever in class we would have uh, grade your peer things. Uh, I would always give them the maximum score no matter what. Yeah, like, why not? Who cares? It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, like, who cares? Like, why would I go out of my way to be like, like, obviously, uh, most of it was spelled wrong and there were plenty of things that yeah. I could have pointed out because I was, you know, reading at the highest level because I was so gifted. Yeah, and I was reading at stuff. a 25th grade level in fourth grade. I was reading at a fifth grade level when I was in only sixth grade. Yeah. I was, I also had math at a first grade level. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like why would I? Why would you go go to the trouble of uh, really tearing someone apart if it doesn't matter at all? Same thing with rating someone on DoorDash or Uber. Like why? Like oh, there's one thing that I didn't really like that I just just give him five stars. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's what NME and Rolling Stone should do. Yeah, they're already like. They're doing the cowardly version of it now by giving everything four stars. I think just go go all out, five out of five every time. You don't even need to listen to the album. Especially because sites like Pitchfork don't really talk about the music anymore anyway. What's the point of the, the, artif- the actual artifact of the music is completely co- inconsequential. Just give them scores, just churn them through the assembly line, and let's move on. Yeah, what's the point? We all know how this stuff works. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say about the Kim Petras album is that uh, I expected it to be really shitty because the lead single was featuring Nicki Minaj <laughs> and she is a uh, billboard uh, poison at this point. Like, remember the uh, little mix, the woman from little mix who went on a solo career and her first single was featuring Nicki Minaj and she was doing black fishing. They got mad at her for doing black fishing because she was too tan and they said it made her look sh- too racial. And that was her only release. They didn't come out with an album. <laughs> there wasn't an album. It j- she just went away. And she had Nicki Minaj on the debut single. And it just went away. This is... Uh... But, uh, but then I saw that she did, uh, she did a new version of Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton. And <laughs> I, think, I, I don't know. I think that's promising. I think that's promising. That's something that's a, that's a sleeper hit. I think you're making sort of a Trump-esque observation about Nicki Minaj right now. She's poison. She's billboard chart poison, folks. She really is. You just cannot have her on a single. She drags the thing down. I'm sorry, Barbs. I think if we could get her on a single for a fortune kit, I think it'd be a pretty big deal. It is true. I would love to have her on and ask her about the ball sack thing. Yeah. I need to know more about the ball sack. Thing. I think she probably still believes it deep down. She just knows better than to talk about it. Yeah. Someone told her like with Paul Stanley, 
You can't talk about this. Enough of this. If we could get her on a track that sounds like John Acapinti, though, that'd be pretty good. That would be pretty good. Yeah. She could. That would be one artist where she could actually raise him up. Yeah. <laughs> if you get down that low, it would, that will give him more plays. Yeah. But he's got the chops. Like no one else in the game right now sounds like him. So I believe it would actually work out really well. I actually, but like I, if I, Drake put out a single featuring Nicki Minaj now. And then you did an alternate simulation where you put out the same single without her on it. Now, oh, I yeah. think uh, the one without her on it would do better. Yeah, if you A-B test it, for sure. I was uh, I was trying to look into John Acapendi to see if he's done anything funny lately. Not really. He's just been reposting some of the same fucking songs he's posted before. But It's uh, funny that he's still alive. Yeah, I know he's gone through phases where you're worried. You That's know? his he's greatest like, bit. Yeah. Uh, always keeping you guessing. But the only thing yeah, I found on his song could be his that last. I liked um, was, well, first of all, he's quoting himself from four years ago, but he interacts with those auto-generated t-shirts. This one says, as an Acapinti, I have three sides, the quiet and sweet side, the fun and crazy side, and the side you never want to see. And he like interacts with these fucking annoying ads as if they're like really like tailored to him, you know? And he's like, this was Brother John before he accepted Jesus as his personal savior. Now he has a new heart, a new life, and no tattoos. People that old are having so much fun with the algorithm yeah. and AI. They really are the only people who are going to fall for it. Of like, oh, this is like a real thing to interact with. It's tailored it just really to me. It really is like their friend because it knows their name. Yeah. It knows their name and the year they were born and what they like. And that's more than their nurse knows about them. It's more I'm than the doctor knows. who loves barbershop harmonies run through some kind of weird warbly filter. And I, I love the couriers. Yeah. I love Dave, Dwayne, and Neil. And I have a crazy side, but not anymore till I accepted Jesus. He really might have been the first person to do the rock and roll to Jesus thing. Because that was very early, right? Yeah, so I read that. He told that story again on his Facebook when I was scrolling through it. It was 1957 when he was going too crazy on rock and roll. It's so early. Like, I don't even know what <laughs> rock and roll he was talking about. Rock I and think roll maybe, barely had a rhythm section then. Like, someone had just invented playing drums on a rock song. Yeah, like, when was the first Chuck Berry LP? It was, uh... 57 <laughs> literally so was that, that same year and that was before even like johnny b good wasn't out he heard the first uh, rock record beethoven period, wasn't out and lost his mind and had to come to jesus yeah i i wonder what he heard there was very little to listen to you've got like rocket 88 by ike turner um you've got i you have to like dig for shit you have to dig for early rock and roll you have to find like uh like Sonny Boy Williamson records and Fats Domino, maybe not even Fats Domino. He m- might not have been out yet. You have to go into Memphis Mini. Yeah, it is one of the you coolest have to go into origin Louis stories Jordan. of all time. He was that the was first guy to be traumatized by rock and roll. Yeah, like uh, Little Richard did that. Nobody he had the Christian face. Nobody even thought of adding sex and drugs to rock and roll yet. Thank God, you know, he would have gone off the deep end if that had happened. Yeah, if he had found out what Jerry Lee Lewis did, Jerry (laughs) Lee Lewis sort of had to have a pseudo-Christian kind of thing. I think he was always nominally Christian, but he had to kind of calm down a little bit. And then he eventually sort of gravitated towards country because of how rock and roll and rockabilly and all that stuff uh, flowered into all the different genres. 
But uh, I guess John Acapenti was the first guy to do that, to say, this is, this is rocking too hard. I'm going to find the next new thing and be that guy for it. I guess 100 Gex was kind of like that. You had people, well, not, I don't know. It wasn't even strong. Like no one became a Christian because of 100 Gex. Yeah. I guess the version now is converting to Catholicism. Oh, true. You become a tradcath because you heard uh, Money you Machine. Got into, you got too into podcasts or you got too into death grips. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it affected your mental health and you had to switch to being Catholic on the internet. But John Acapinti got there first. Oh, here's this is probably not going to have much to say about this. But another thing I found, Meek Mill said a couple days ago, where are the Saudis that's investing into hip hop? I'm not stopping till I find. <laughs> Someone hook up Meek Mill with uh, some members of the Saudi royal family. It can't be that hard. There's the guy Fars Fardin Fard, the guy who bought a lot of the original NFTs that came out, like the meme ones. That guy's. He's Iranian based out of Dubai, I guess. I thought he was Saudi, but he's Emirati. But I'm sure there are people you could get. I'm sure there are Saudi investors. You just got to reach out more. Meek Mill is just, he is, uh, wow, talk about people that uh, Nicki Minaj gave positive publicity to. Yeah. (laughs) That's a person where he's featured in something with Nicki Minaj and he actually gets more plays rather than fewer. And I guess uh, sort of on that note, I was going to segue out of the um, Ian Paisley son getting Gene Simmons to attend the thing and just touch upon the uh, the stepson of the submarine guy who's obsessed with Blink-182 oh, and yeah. stalking OnlyFans models. One of the weirdest figures that's appeared in a while. And I guess he was uh, he was offline because he was stalking women for a while, and that's why he seems like the kind of guy that we would have known about. Yeah, like it's a, crazy a that he rich, was off the radar until then. Like a rich fail son who's always taking selfies. He goes to the zoo every day. He's very Mikey Miles. He yeah. stalks women. He's um, I mean, it's all just very sad. Very it's weird. Like, he's like autistic and ultra rich, so it's like a bad combo of. No one ever told him no. And he also just like doesn't have certain boundaries, I guess. And I think it's kind of uh, very fortunate that people didn't know about him. <laughs> Where like, it's good that he deactivated almost immediately, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, he also sucks too, though, because he is just harassing women left and right and fucking, yeah, he's, he's awful. Like uh, one of the tweets you found before he deleted that was very interesting was him saying, like, oh, sweet, I got an OnlyFans gift card for my birthday. From who? Yeah, very curious to know. I hope it was his uh, billionaire stepdad, but I don't know. They must not sell those at the store. I hope he invested that on the Island Boys OnlyFans, but but yeah, this is just like a super weird stalker. There's some like, I mean, I don't know what music she makes. Her name is Cray Music on Twitter. Um, but he had a picture he took with her at like an autograph signing where he's doing the worst hover hands of all time. His hand is hovering like a solid foot away from her. And then he just like started harassing her and shit. And she's in his Twitter bio before he deleted it. His bio says like music engineer. And then it has her handle in there where it like, it almost like implies like he's engineered her music, but he doesn't even know her. And he only met her at a meet and greet. Yeah. It's very scary because he reminds me of a lot of crazy internet guys like Mikey Miles and Vince, the sex doll guy. Like he'll take pictures like that with like cheerleaders at stuff. And they think he's 
you know, they can tell he's a little slow, so they give him attention, and then he keeps coming back and coming back, and he thinks they're really interested in him, and, you know, kind of dark stuff like that. But uh, it's really scary when a guy like that has access to unlimited money. Yeah, and no one tells him no for anything. Like, it is... I mean, it makes sense that he went to jail at some point. And it's, this is the kind of guy that's not good to egg on. So it's like, we're probably never going to talk about him again, but. Um, yeah, it would be, yeah, it's good if he deleted his stuff because this is a guy who's not, uh, he, he posted the N word. Oh God. It just, it did not take long. Like the, the reason uh, we were going to talk about this, it, uh, the Nicki Minaj thing made me think about, uh, Cardi, oh, Cardi B. B was beefing with him in like Cardi the 24 B hours. Cardi B is beefing with this yeah. guy. Yeah. Because what, what happened is this guy is obsessed with Blink-182. That's like his special interest or one of his special interests and he goes to blink 182 concerts all the time and uh right like while his stepdad they thought he was still like uh, losing oxygen in the the submarine now we know when we're recording this that it blew up like a week ago like the second it went lost it just imploded and they all died instantly and they didn't even know what was happening so um it didn't really matter but people got mad at him because he posted Right after he found out, he was just at a Blink-182 concert. Like, hell yeah! Posting so clips awesome. of it to I his Twitter. I love this band. Yeah, and then he, uh, people got mad at him, and people were like, what is, what is wrong with you, man? Like, your stepdad is probably dying in a submarine, and you're just celebrating this? And then he kind of didn't really understand it like a very autistic way of interpreting it i wouldn't like blame him for that at all especially like honestly if i already had that ticket and there was nothing i could do about my stepdad situation i'd maybe go to that show like it was a way to take your mind off it for a couple hours yeah he's kind of right that like sitting at home worrying about it doesn't actually help the situation there's no valor in doing nothing and affecting nothing while just sitting around yeah (laughs) like like if you can just forget about it and fast forward to when it's over then sometimes that's the best thing to do if you truly have no yeah, power. Yeah, you're powerless over it. to change it. It's kind of stupid to yell at him, but obviously, yeah, he just wasn't like cut out to uh, respond. Yeah, to this guy's not in his him. not in his right mind. But uh, it's yeah, it's the thing people have been talking about in general that the empathy thing, and you know whether you should say that you feel bad for them or not, or you you or fuck these people, they suck. It it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like people are. People are kidding themselves that they think anything we post on social media about this life and death stuff actually matters. Yeah, exactly. I'm, and they were already dead. They were all already dead. My all broad feeling posts. lately is that everyone just needs to have less opinions, and I'm tired of reading opinions. Yeah, let's just Twitter give everything sort of everything should get five stars. I don't care what you think about the thing. If you like it, that's cool. If you don't like it, I don't care. It's fine. Just too Outrage many bait is it's encouraged by the algorithm more than it was before. Yeah, hundred percent. Like stuff gets points if it gets a bunch of quote tweets and people are clearly angry at it. And, and by elevating blue checks, you're elevating the too. dumbest people on earth, the dumbest, most hateful, shitty people ever. Yeah, like, everything is designed have, to be worse now on Twitter. You have people amplifying blue checks organically. By quote tweeting them. Yeah, to dunk on because them. people like they understandably see a blue check and say. Well, this person's stupid, so they're more likely to quote tweet them, but then you're you are sort of indirectly boosting them yeah, for exactly. free on top of what they're already paying for. It's so exhausting. But man. sometimes you have to. But uh, Cardi B said um she 
uh, quote tweeted that thing where he said, what am I supposed to do? Be sad at the house? Or it was on her Instagram story or something. She said, uh, like, yes, you're supposed to be sad at the house. You're supposed to be at the house sad. You're supposed to be crying for me. You're supposed to be right next to the phone waiting to hear any updates about me. I mean, he has his phone with him. You can see him holding his phone at the concert. He's he's gonna get any updates if he's at the show. Yeah, he's on Twitter. That was the one thing people were talking about. Yeah, if you're on Twitter, you're gonna see it. Um, let alone people calling him. I'm sure he has his phone on. And uh, she says, "Isn't it sad that you're a whole fucking billionaire? Nobody gives a fuck about you. That's crazy. I'd rather be broke. I'd rather be broken, poor, but knowing that I'm loved." And it was just—it's so weird that she was even talking about this, and that he yeah, why go off on him? <laughs> and that he called her the N word. Oh God, I missed but with that the soft part A. The yeah, and then I, I think it's Ugh. all gone now, right? Yeah, I mean everything's gone, but but he—I uh, think his mom stepped in. God. And said that we can't have this overshadowing the death yeah, thing. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man! What the fuck? We can't have all this stuff but again, about it's you like, and I don't only know. fans. He's just not cut out for that kind of. He shouldn't be on Twitter in the first place. Like same thing with Mike. Like Mikey Miles shouldn't be on fucking any social media either. Yeah, the only things he's going to see a guy like that are people yelling at him and people ironically egging him on. And neither one of those is really good because the yelling they just interpret as haters. Or people who are jealous, especially a guy like this who yeah. has real money and he does like, a, I take pictures with OnlyFans girls. Look, at here's me in a model. Here's me uh, in a Ferrari and all this shit. He can actually say they're jealous. Yeah. And kind of feel okay about it because it sort of makes sense. And uh, that's not good. That just makes him dig his heels in and then people egging him on makes it worse. And it's uh, It's good he's not on social media. Yeah, talk, talking about this at all is so exhausting because it is like yeah, just one, one of those, those stories, stories that yeah, just, just no one yeah. shuts up about. And who cares? It doesn't matter what your opinion is. Who gives a shit? People have so many opinions. It's been a week of opinions for sure. That's why I like to let the AI tell me what the score is for an album. You know what? I'm going to listen to the albums I want to hear and someone else can tell me the score with a more objective perspective because my opinion doesn't matter and I don't give a shit. I'm just going to listen to whatever I feel like, you know? I am also a little intrigued by the Blink-182 thing, just the general concept of having that be your special interest. And I guess that's something that we can maybe talk to Josiah about. Yeah. <laughs> because he's kind of in that boat too. But I, I guess I'm just a little too young for that to have hit for me when I was like 12, 13. Like oh, I was the right two. age for that. Like I was the kind of person, I only liked Blink-182 singles. Like, I listened to them some, but I was just never, like, a big fan of them. But I definitely They're just clearly them. not that good of a band. It makes, I don't Either know. Even compared to other pop-punk bands, They're just musically. Yeah, I agree. I always, even at that age, I liked, like, Green Day better than I liked Blink-182. But I got the appeal. Like, I did like their singles and stuff. Yeah, like, they're fun. I guess it's more, I, I, I don't know if this is just me. My, my impression is like, if you're someone who was obsessed with like MTV and shit, you are more likely to be into Blink-182. They're more like reality show adjacent in my mind. I don't know if that's something I've invented in retrospect or not, but. Travis Barker had a reality show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I, maybe I retroactively think that because of stuff like that, but that was my, that's how well, I Well, it's because they had reason. those videos of them running naked down the street. Yeah, yeah. They were sort of, um, it was sort of in line with punked. And uh, the CKY videos and that kind of shit. The yeah, general, that's like, what I'm getting at. Crank the aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the kind of person who really took to that band. It was kind of yeah. like the whole goofball thing in the 90s too, where there are a lot of goofy ass bands. 
Like when we talked about Bowling for Soup a few, like a month or two ago. There are just so many wacky <laughs> yeah, ass 90s bands. It was the wacky era of rock music. They're, like never before or since was rock music as wacky and silly. Yeah, I think it was pretty silly in the 50s. Yeah. Hmm, what was the least silly decade in rock? Maybe it was the 2010s. Yeah, it's pretty self-serious. I think it probably was the 2010s. Yeah. I'll, I'll there wasn't anything too outrageous. Like in the 2000s, you've got, you could count stuff like Broken Side or yeah, New Metal. That's or, cornball stuff. There's like, yeah, a lot of weird, uh, like visually striking stuff from that decade. But the 2010s, I don't know. Yeah, make rock corny again. Yeah, maybe we need some cornier shit. Actually, oh, I there did was find some pretty, There was some pretty corny shit that I found uh, looking for music news and stuff. Uh, there's a band called Yachtly Crew. Ooh, yeah, like that's a, pretty cool. Like a yacht, yacht rock cover band. And uh, they call them the Steel Panther of the High Seas, which sucks. And they wear matching sailor costumes. They dress like Captain from Captain into Neil. It's oops all captains and they do yacht rock covers. And uh, I found them through a video of Sebastian Bach, one of the hottest chick singers in rock history, singing with them. And he sang Hotel California. And. Oh, fuck. They have fake names. They oh, have. Cool. Do you want to hear their names? Sure. Philly Ocean. Tommy Bowie. Like Tommy Boy. Baba Bowie, Sailor Hawkins, Stony Shores, Polly Shores, <laughs> and Matthew McDonald, which I guess is just Michael McDonald, which is maybe that's his real name. I don't know if that's, that's even supposed cool to, to be a play on even, Michael yeah, McDonald. I don't know. That. Maybe that's just his actual name, and they figure hey, that's close enough. That's closer than Baba Bowie. So actually, on so the that's, opposite that's end, that's pretty corny. The opposite end of the spectrum of bringing corniness back to rock. This is something we'd have to talk about in another episode. It's probably worth it. Actually, I found this guy. He's, I mean, he's probably like eighteen to twenty years old, called TX Two, and he does this like engagement bait shit where he tries to dress like I don't know early two thousands like, um, just kind of like emo bands where he wears ties and like tight black clothes, and he does like awful like screaming shit with rap interspersed in it and his posting style is like they said i was too emo would you blast this song though like blushing emoji and everything's like he's like a victim of just like the the religious people said my song was too gay but i think they're wrong you know what's um, the guy's name uh, tx2 official is his twitter account he only has 2000 followers so it's not working that well but every like his latest post is punks perform song in front of religious protesters on the street. Okay, but real talk, who would blast this? Oh, I see this now. Yeah, this shit is oh, so this funny. Oh, this is like dude. um I hope this is the future right here. This, this is like sucks, if you took man. if you took Snack Pack and then crossed him with the falling in reverse guy. Yeah, totally. And you it's smash it's funny them together. Cuz his politics are like essentially good if it's all like pro trans rights and everything but it's all for the sake of farming engagement where it's like some people who don't believe in trans rights rights think this song sucks like if you yeah, think it's, it's amazing it's very 2000s yeah it's really like funny. Uh, like owning the westboro baptist church by playing a really loud guitar chord exactly it's it's exactly it's that very 
But with corny. like a language of like TikTok engagement bait- baiting. Yeah, it's really this funny. This is awesome. Man. This is we like should... metal Randy Rainbow. Yeah, we need to dig into this world soon. And also anyone like in the Discord and stuff, if you find other artists like this, we should do an episode of just like these young, annoying guys. Yeah, this guy is kind of awesome. If you can make people mad with that, I guess why not? We've talked about that before, about how even the most corny, stupid shit about Satan, even the lamest monster yeah. energy cans, six, six, Dungeons six, and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons stuff from the 80s, like stuff they talk about on Stranger Things. If you, you can get Christians mad at you with that. You can get them mad at you with anything, and it does work. It Why works. Not? Why not? You know, maybe, okay, I got one more really quick bite here to close out with. This is another one. This is from, what, maybe a week ago? Rivers Cuomo was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, for Weezer to be admitted into the Rock Hall. And he shared a couple photos of what he saw there. And it's the most, like, tepid, uninspiring shit ever. Where one thing he's holding is Buddy Holly's high school diploma. Which is, like... It's like he didn't the least even use inspiring that. thing ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, what did what, he use that, that for? That has nothing to do with his accomplishments or his life or anything. And then the real like absolute masterpiece thing he's looking at, he's got a picture of himself with one hand on his face like he's like awestruck. And he's looking at someone off camera with surgical gloves on holding up Kurt Cobain's DS1 distortion pedal. <laughs> like the most generic cheap boss pedal you can find that you could get right now for $40 used on Reverb. It's just like being awestruck by the fact that Kurt Cobain used very simple gear, you know? Yeah, that stuff just does nothing for me. Like hard rock cafe stuff. Yeah, who gives a fuck? He, Kurt Cobain Even didn't care himself. I like. Like, he didn't give a fuck that that was his DS1. He used that pedal because he didn't care. Not because yeah, it's a, a cherished artifact. he equipment all the time. Yeah, it's, it's a testament to the fact that he doesn't care. And you're preserving it for decades, putting on gloves to hold it. It's a piece of shit. That's the whole point. It's a piece of shit. If he stu- if he really liked that pedal, he wouldn't have killed himself. Because he would have <laughs> yeah. liked it and he would have wanted to hear he'd it be some tethered more. to this life through that pedal. He didn't give a shit about any of his equipment. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's so funny to me to like just that's what you took away from the rock hall is a a uh, laminated high school diploma and a boss DS1 pedal. Speaking of the Titanic stuff, I think what those guys should do is they should go to the crash site where Buddy Holly died. It's not as dangerous as the Titanic yeah, it's a thing, lot more but I think they should have to go out there. Drive into, where was it, Iowa? You know what, actually? Now we're just going down a different rabbit hole here, but Chuck Klosterman did that in the 2000s. That was one of his books, is that he went to a bunch of sites like that where like rock musicians died. Oh, that's so cool. It's been done. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Uh, he writes uh, like increasingly worse and worse books where... I read uh, the New Yorker review of his newest book that's all about the 90s and it's the worst kind of Gen X like nostalgia for his own shit of just like defending Bill Clinton being like we didn't know back then how bad he was. He was actually okay and it's like no he his like even outside of his uh, sordid personal life his policies fucking suck dude. Like he he's he literally has fallen into that. He already has like boomer brain as a 50 year old of like things were just more special in the 90s, man. It's so lame. Yeah, it's Looking at bad. the cover of this, it's like a parody. Chuck Klosterman, the 90s, a book. And it's all like very plain, plain font, white background, and then one of those see-through phones. Yeah. So lame. Who cares? I don't care about that shit. And it's all shit people have written about forever. Like, 
And you know what? Titanic. Titanic. There's the first. Finally, someone's writing about Titanic. The most well trod pop culture of all time. Reservoir Dogs. Never mind. Clerks. Pulp Fiction. Finally, an essay about Pulp Fiction. Give me a break. (laughs) Fuck you, Chuck. Guess what, though? I give it five stars out of five stars. If you want to read it, read it. If you don't, don't. I don't care what anyone's opinion is. Fuck it. He deserves to be considered the most annoying guy of all time by the majority of people who know he really who he is. is. I was the right age to like get into him when I was like 17. And then by the time I was like 19, I was just like, oh, this guy kind of sucks, doesn't he? <laughs> this guy's annoying as shit. I just went through that right as he was at his peak, you know? But anyway, is Anthony everyone... Fantano, our Chuck Klosterman. Ooh, I could see that. Absolutely. Or it's probably like Sasha Frera Jones. I think the Fantano argument's a more interesting one to make here. Yeah. You know what my closing thought is? I'm going to roll a score on this episode. Oh, okay. What score does this episode deserve? 4.3. That's fair. Wow. I would have given it like an 8.5. Yeah. You know what? Not going to disagree. We'll get them next time, though.